0: So, Jason, what is the sound we play at this time?
1: It's the spoiler horn, which is also the sound of John Syracuse uh, humming while he holds his fingers in his ears in order to prevent spoilers from uh, playing during uh, movie trailers that he's watching. Turns out. Turns out. So, here
0: we are then. Another Star Wars movie.
1: It is. It is episode eight. The The ninth Star Wars movie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: don't worry who knows Uh, Last Jedi so I will say um, I only saw the first trailer for this movie and then stayed away from the rest Um, so I didn't know what a Porg was but I knew people were talking about it beforehand Mm. but I didn't know what it was I hadn't seen them because I'd never seen any trailers and it's mostly accidental Uh, I saw the first one because it came out and I wanted to watch it And somehow, for some reason, I missed the debut of the second trailer. And then multiple weeks later, when I realized this had occurred, I just figured I'll avoid it. Like, and I didn't go to great lengths. I just didn't watch it. Right. And all of the movies that I went to see didn't show it. They just showed the original one. So I stayed away. So I think I went into this movie uh, mostly, mostly free of practically any spoilers um, there are obviously a couple of scenes that I saw, but I didn't think that they told much of the movie. The original trailer, to my eyes, made it kind of seem like Luke was a bad guy. Um, and so that was kind of where I was going into the... Into the because like, <laughs> the Jedi's will be no more, right? Like, that's kind of all I really knew going into this. And uh, I liked this movie a lot. I really did. Um, for me, personally, I felt more during The Force Awakens. And this was how I expected to feel. Uh, You know, The Force Awakens showed to me and to many others that a good Star Wars movie could still be made. And that in and of itself was an incredibly emotional experience that this movie was never going to be able to provide me because I went into this expecting nothing less than a great movie. Right? And that was what I got. So... I'm happy about it, but I'm not going crazy for it.
1: Yeah, The Force Awakens' job was to reassure everybody, was to reestablish the franchise. I mean, I think the criticism I see of it is mostly that it plays so many of the original trilogy notes, but that was the whole reason. I mean, this is my argument from... Two years ago, so you can go back and listen to it then too. Uh, it, of course, it plays the original trilogy notes. That's why it exists. It, it exists to reassure people yep. and reestablish like that Star Wars is back and all those things that you love from the original trilogy. Those kind of concepts, we get it. You know, the prequels were very different. And, but this is like, no, no, we're going back to kind of the original recipe that in, in Force Awakens. We're going to make you feel happy and warm. And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a good feeling about the Star Wars that you remember. The Last Jedi's job is to, and, and I really wondered going in, it's like, are they going to take steps away from what um, what they've done before? Because I would have been really disappointed if The Last Jedi was just... A riff on Empire Strikes Back, like literally, we're just going to keep riffing on those first three yeah. movies forever. Yeah, and the Last Jedi is absolutely not that. It's aware that it's the second movie, and it's aware of uh, Empire Strikes Back and at several points. References it kind of backward, which I think is really interesting. But it, it it does things that you don't expect. It does things that don't happen in the original trilogy until much later, or not at all. Um, It's got, yeah, it's got nice references to to the original trilogy and to the Empire Strikes Back in particular, but it's doing different stuff. And it is is trying to, as much as uh, Force Awakens was about reassuring you that it was Star Wars, this is a movie saying, and it's going to change. And Star Wars is more than you thought it was, and you need to question some of the fundamental assumptions of Star Wars yep. while you're watching this movie. And I, for me, that's the richest thing in it. I think that this movie has a lot of flaws, <laughs> um, and there are parts of it that I that I I wouldn't say I don't like, but feel inessential. And in a two and a half hour movie, that they probably should have not done them. But um, overall, I liked it, and the thing I liked about it most was the um, attempt to kind of like steer your thoughts about like, and your assumptions about what star Wars is into some new places and question some of those assumptions. And if, if I had a one line, I don't know if this is one line, but if I had one takeaway from the last Jedi, it would probably be what Luke says, which is this is not going to go the way you think. And that's on purpose, like on purpose that's what this movie does and i really like that because um i like being challenged a little bit i i think there i think more thought went into the philosophy and the themes of yeah. this movie yeah. than we probably deserve from a big budget um a big budget action uh blockbuster right i mean in a way that like um the winter soldier i felt the same way about that the Winter Soldier was actually about something while there were explosions and superheroes. And The Last Jedi is kind of like that, where I really like the intelligence behind it, even though, you know, yeah. So I'm going to grade it up on that, even though that there are parts of it that that I thought were kind of, um, uh, you know, extraneous or there were some bad decisions that were made.
0: Yeah, There was an awful lot of world building, right? Like a lot of the logic for the future of this franchise was put together in this movie.
1: I could I could do a whole I may actually at some point do a whole podcast about the the Jedi because one of the things that happens in this movie is that Luke Luke says and it's also the first direct reference to the prequels in these new movies Luke basically says don't don't talk about how great the Jedi were at the height of their power they allowed essentially the Emperor Darth Sidious Palpatine uh, to take over and turn and and create the Empire so the Jedi blew it (laughs) and they ruined it for everyone. And keeping in mind that Luke never met any Jedi, like at their height, he only met the last vestiges of them who were, you know, Ben and Yoda. Um, Luke is like, has lost his faith in the force. He's closed Mm -hmm. himself off from the force, but he's especially lost his belief in the Jedi. And that scene with Yoda, which is my favorite scene in the movie, I think non-action scene, my favorite thinking scene, um, Not only is it incredibly nostalgic and references Empire Strikes Back, but that's Luke and Yoda saying, burn it to the ground. Like the Jedi is not as, uh, the Jedi order was kind of past its time and it failed. Um, And you've been thinking, and what this movie says is, hey, all of you people (laughs) who love Star Wars, you've been thinking about the force wrong the whole time. That's amazing that a movie, a Star Wars movie would just essentially come out and say, yeah, all of that light and dark split um, and how great the Jedi are and how the light is gonna save us from the dark. That's probably wrong. Good luck, Ray. <laughs> yeah. That's, You're on your own that's amazing. But that's what that's what this movie does. It's amazing. Um one of
0: my favorite parts was I, I honestly feel like was a nod towards the the heavy fans, like the people that really think about this a lot, you know, like like we do. When Kylo Ren was like, Your parents are nobody why do you think that they would have to be somebody? And it's like to all of the theories about who yes. Rey's parents were and like right. he's just like why do they have to be anyone? They're nobody. And they don't matter. Isn't that great? This I is a saga that. about yeah.
1: the, star, the the about the Skywalker family and who is going to save the day? In the end, who's going to save the universe, assuming that that's what happens in episode 9? It's going to be a girl from nowhere who is no one. Yep. And a stormtrooper who was just, you know, again, taken away from his family and trained as a stormtrooper. He's no he's a nobody. I mean, these are these are these are nobodies. And the, the fate of the Jedi is in the hands of this girl from nowhere who is nobody. And th- I think that's great. That's like that that the the Skywalker clan has a lot Uh, going against it right (laughs) between between ben solo and anakin skywalker they have done a lot of bad Mm -hmm. and and luke couldn't really kind of count all of the effort that they put in in the the rebellion and here they are with the first order still kind of reigning supreme it's it's the the themes in this are are so strong like where where the movie falls down is in is in some of the plot mechanics Um, and the set pieces, actually the set pieces are all strong too. It's just some of the plot mechanics are wonky, but, um, the themes are really strong. Like I love this movie as much for the themes of, um, you know, questioning the Jedi and the fact that she's not from anywhere. Um, and the, you know, all, all of that is just, that's the richness of it that I thought that I really liked.
0: I cried a lot. Uh, basically, any anytime <laughs> Leia was on screen, I just started crying. It's hard, and of it totally they had changes that whole the way- scene When she's in space, and I'm like, "This is it. Yeah, this is when they kill her." And it's just that was it, man. I was, I was basically bawling in the cinema. Um, and then, then every time she appears, I'm like, "This is it. This is when they're gonna." Because I didn't know. Turns out that they've already filmed filmed all of her stuff for episode nine, right? I had no idea about any of that. No,
1: no, no. That's not true. Is that not true? No, that's okay. not true. No, they, they filmed they filmed her to survive and then she was going to be in episode nine and now she's died, uh, Carrie Fisher died, so they will have to write her out off screen. Oh. Um, okay. But what they didn't what they didn't do, what they could have done is reshot the movie to have her just die there, right? Now now that we know that she gets blown out of the ship with Admiral Ackbar, R. I. P. Admiral Akbar, it was a yeah. trap. Okay. Um the <laughs> He Aww. was right. In the end, it was a trap. So um the The fact that uh, they didn't, they wanted to save her performance, right? This is her last performance um, to be seen and they could have reshot to have her just be dead and have the rest of that happen, you know, have, have somebody else stay behind or have Laura Dern still stay behind, but have one of the other characters lead them off and talk to Poe. They could have reshot that stuff and just had her be dead. And, and they didn't because they want, they wanted to keep Carrie Fisher's performance and they, they should have, and that that's the right thing to do. They should keep her performance. It's, a, it's great to see her. She gets that scene with Luke. Couldn't have, couldn't have had that scene if they'd killed her off earlier. Um, it, it is too bad that she doesn't get like a bigger send off that, but, you know, to your point, the movie cannot be seen as, it you know, it wasn't written for this to be the last time we saw Carrie Fisher, but that's what it is. So it changes all of those scenes in seeing Carrie Fisher, knowing that this is the last we'll see of her. Ever. Every every one of those scenes is heightened because of that. It makes it hard to watch in places,
0: but it it was great. Like everything that she did in the movie was was great.
1: Yeah, you apparently know, she she did a lot of the um the dialogue with Ryan Johnson. She did a lot of the script doctoring and worked on a lot of her dialogue. So really? because that was what she did is she was a script doctor. So, um yeah. Huh. So apparently a lot of her a lot of her uh, the Leia lines and and some of the dialogue with other characters was uh was Carrie Fisher working on that with Ryan Johnson. So that's, that's kind amazing. of fun too. Mm-hmm.
0: I was confused a lot by the end of this movie. I it really took me a while to understand what had happened. I didn't re- I mean I I got the idea that Luke could somehow teleport himself even though like or,
1: well project himself project right? himself
0: project I guess but that that still frustrated me to a point because it was like this is a type of this you've never seen this before right the way well, that he was doing it because you, you there are sort of ghosts. saw it- Right? Yes. But, you, but that, you, you sort of saw like it
1: with. I, I think the movie is using the conversations between Rey and Kylo Ren to establish that the Force can project people across distances to a certain degree. And then I think Yoda um, whacking him with his stick is meant to imply that you can have you can interact with objects potentially even if you're a a, a ghost or a phantom or whatever yeah. but yeah it's not it's not heavily set up i think they didn't want to lean into it too much because they but wanted like, it to be a reveal and ha- like half the people then, i talked to d- d- were didn't realize that that was yeah. the solution and half the people did i didn't like, <laughs> i was surprised
0: even then it's like there have been so many Star Wars movies and like this was no one had ever done this before. And then like, so it turns out everyone can do this and has
1: been doing it, but just no, they just never thought to show us it like that. Well, that I kind don't of- know. Right. Like Snoke was powerful enough that he could bridge their two minds. Um, but it, but it was obviously like it took that amount of power. And the implication at the end of the movie, right, is that it took everything that Luke had to do that. Yeah, well, and that was it that was basically the next part. It killed him.
0: So let's just assume that like that's the case. It was like it was kind of strange to me that it was just like he used his force so hard he died. It like that was like yeah. I don't, I don't fully. I mean, okay, like I can <laughs> see that it's happened, but like that just seems kind of weird to me in a way. Well, like I, I
1: yeah, it didn't bother me. Um At the same time, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, all right, I could I could buy that. But I had I did have that moment of. um does he? I mean, Obi Wan in in the original Star Wars basically reaches that moment where he he lets Darth Vader hit him, but at that point he's already gone, right? So, it, I think Luke intended this to be his last act to st- to set the the generation off and to and to sacrifice himself. But like, did it kill him or was the plan that he would become a ghost when this was done? I don't know. What did he? You know. Either way. Um, I liked it again it not set up great I like the twist because it was not set up great there was a nice twist that surprised me um, and I like it I like it kind of thematically that that this is his last act yeah um, but I, I see but I see your point where it could be confusing I, I wasn't confused by it but I can see you. My my only problem with all of this was the fact that
0: I watched the movie ended and I didn't fully understand what had happened like that's not great not a great uh outcome like, after going through it all, like, talking like talking about, it, like yeah, it's like, okay, I get all of that. It makes sense, right? That he would sacrifice himself. He knows he's not needed anymore. Like, he knows there's other people. He knows they're powerful, et cetera, et cetera. Believes that maybe he is not, he's, like, a harm to it, right? Because he knows he's not perfect because he was, he had a moment where he wanted to kill, like, his nephew, right? Yeah. Like he, you know, all that stuff. So, it's like, he's he knows he's not great and he knows that Ray is good and that she's strong and she's powerful, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, he can see and that his place isn't and, and there also- anymore,
1: and also that everything, like you know, Yoda burns down the tree. Like, yeah. Also, the theme here is burn it all down. Like, yep. he needs to. He, I think he feels he needs to be out of the picture, and let and 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 then one of the other themes of this movie is the movie you're expecting to see is that the rebels, what you saw in the first trilogy, which is the rebels. Okay, they had a setback, but they're going to be on their way, and they're going to finally win in the end. And what this movie says is, no, this is the low point. They're gone. All that they can hope, they can't hope to win right now. All that they can hope to do is spark a new rebellion. As Luke says, the new rebellion starts today. And uh, and and I'm not the last Jedi. That's Ray, mm-hmm. and this is the handoff. This is saying the old generation has taken you to this point. We can't take you any further, as Yoda says. You know, the the thing we have in common is that is that uh, they you know they outgrow us. Basically, they they don't need us anymore. They they need to be their own people, and that's what this is all about. Is there's going to be a new rebellion now, and they're the ones who are going to have to take it the rest of the way. And so thematically, it all works in there. Like Luke is part of the old system that even kylo ren says like it all needs to get wiped away the jedi the light side the dark side all that stuff we just need to burn it all down and start again of course his next step is as the first order and it's like what if we burn down the first order, Kylo Ren? What about then? But he doesn't. No, 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 no. We're gonna. I'm gonna keep my stormtroopers, right? And that's his problem. It's like I but, have all this infrastructure. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm in charge. Uh, I've got Hawks doing what I want because I force choked him. So we could just do this. And 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 that's. I think that's his flaw. Right? Is that I think he's right that the right thing to do is sort of like stop repeating the old things and do something new. But he isn't willing to do that. So anyway, Luke, thematically it makes a lot of sense for me that Luke is saying, I'm I'll I'll pop in as a ghost with Yoda from time to time, but you need to do this yourself. I'm I'm done. And obviously Luke said at the top of the movie he says, I came here to die. I I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to do anything else. I I came here to die. And he does, but he does it in a constructive way and not just you know, wallowing with his, yeah. with his, uh, his, cause you get the sense that he's been, uh, closed to the forest for years, right? Like ever since he failed with Ben, he just went to an island, became a smelly hermit, uh, with a beard. And a robe and uh stopped using the force at all. And of course he reopens his mind to the force and he does this incredible, powerful thing with it as his last act. I like all of that, but I also get how it's confusing. I'm not saying it wasn't confusing. I think your mm-hmm. feelings are valid about it. I this is this is my theme with this movie. <laughs> I also have a theme, which is <laughs> I like I like the I like thinking about it and I like the themes. I like the being able to critically read it. Those are my it's rich enough to let you do all of that, even though some of the execution is wanting.
0: So my favorite part of this movie is the whole scene um, with Ray and Ren in Snoke's yes. chamber. Yes. Um, the
1: red chamber. Oh, my God. Is so so good.
0: everything that happens in that room is incredible like the the altercation the way that uh, Ren tricks Snoke right like he's turning a lightsaber in his hand because he's thinking the thoughts so they're pure but what he's actually doing is turning it on him Um, also
1: it's it's exactly how he killed Han Solo right which is which is you know I don't know what to do like he says the same stuff and it's the I think you think I'm doing one thing but I'm actually doing another and boom I ran you through with a lightsaber it's he kills his dad and now he kills his force dad the same way <laughs> but one of my favorite things what about... and what a shocker right Th- oh, this is literally yeah. what mm-hmm. darth this is literally what darth vader wanted luke to do right i will kill the emperor and then we'll rule together and that's what kylo ren is he does it he does it he kills the emperor and takes his throne. Basically, he killed by killing Snoke. It's a great twist. I think Ryan Johnson didn't like Snoke very much, which is fine because I, I thought he was a pointless character anyway. I like him in this movie. In the first movie, he was just like a hologram. I like him in this movie. He's he's it, it, well done as this yep. kind of creepy evil gu- evil dude, evil Jedi dude, or Sith dude, or whatever he is. But um, but I love I love that the the act that that they both seen the future, and that they fight together. And this is when it happens. And they, you know, he kills Snoke and then they save each other. It's amazing. Like the whole, that, that whole, uh, I like the fights. I like the varied weapons of those red guards. I always liked the red guards when they were the emperor's guards in return of the Jedi. They looked really cool. And mm-hmm. I wonder what they did. Cause they're like stormtroopers, but not, and the they're great red. Weapons. And, and they've got the, they got the axes and the, are swords or whips. Um, and th- they die in very interesting ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As oh. the whole thing is on fire too in the background. The second time the I watched because I watched it twice. Yep. The second time I watched it, I watched the march of like it catches on fire. The red drape catches on fire yep. and it's burning down in the background, revealing the the ship oh, and space so behind as it goes. It's amazing. Yeah.
0: When when Kylo Ren just blasts the guy in the head. Oh yeah. Basic my 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 theater was full and basically everyone went. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah that also when um when when uh, uh Rey um is stuck and she just drops her lightsaber and then yes. picks it up again <laughs> it, like lets it fall through the air and then just picks it up and yep. and knocks the guy out of the way it's 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 and and nobody going into this movie nobody would have predicted that one of the most if not the most rousing fight scene is Kylo Ren and Rey yep. fighting together, together.
0: yeah but so, like, yeah, I, I love the I, direction and the fight direction of both of these characters mm-hmm. because neither of them are traditional, but in different ways. Like, correct, Ray has found this new Jedi elegance that nobody has had before. Like the way that she wields the lightsaber is different but beautiful. But my favorite is the way that Kylo Ren does because he is sloppy. He's a brutal. mess. <laughs> he always holds his sword down, which nobody does. Right, like, in fighting stance, he holds it down. And my favorite thing is he lets the the, the laser drag along the ground a lot. And <laughs> I I just love the way it looks because it also mimics the fact that his lightsaber is sloppy. Right, like all of it works together oh, yeah. with it in spitting that, out the sides and all basically of that. Basically, yeah. nobody trained him. Is what it looks yes. like in anything, and he kind of just worked it all out himself. And I also like that he had one mo- another moment in this movie, which was some of my favorite stuff from The Force Awakens, where he smashes something to pieces and people find him, uh, which he does yes. with a the, with the helmet, right? Like he smashes it up and the elevator, doors open. He's like, get my ship ready. And then off he goes. Um, but yeah, that whole scene is just fantastic. I love the way that it ends. All of it's great.
1: I like all their scenes together. Uh, honestly, I think the quiet scenes where they're kind of telepathically bridged and they're talking to each other and he's saying, did you ask Luke about this? And, you know, you're a monster. And he says, yeah, I am a monster and all that. I think Adam Driver is really good in this movie all the way through. And I think those scenes that they have together are unexpected and great. Yep. Um. I, 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 I did not expect that this movie was going to be kind of this connection between um, Kylo Ren and and Ray. And to this extent, and I think it's all—I think it's all really good and really interesting. And in that they—they they have the moment where they touch, and Luke obviously sees him there. And of course, you know they have their history, and it's um, I, yeah, I think that's all. It's all really good. The, all the all the uh, Kylo Ray and Ren stuff is great, or Kyler Ren and Ray stuff is great. Ben Solo, I just want to call him Ben Solo. Yeah, Come Ben, on. Ben.
0: I I want to lightning around a few things with you, Jason. Okay, all right, the, the boy that feels the force at the end who has the force at the end which is incredible direction by the way such a subtle thing grabbing the broomstick but everybody knows is yep. it genius yep will that boy appear or is it just to show there is more jedi
1: um part of me wants to believe that episode nine is set like 10 years or 15 years later yeah me too and they've built up a new rebellion and ray has a has a little group of young Jedi that she's training Mm -hmm. and Kylo Ren has, is basically the emperor and has made all sorts of horrible decisions. And, uh, yeah, I, I doubt that will happen. Um, I, I, but I don't know. I mean, this movie is saying, regardless of what happens in episode nine, this movie is saying, Um, the rebellion is born again because all these children are, are all, you know, the children believe and the downtrodden in the empire believe, and this is from this, a rebellion begins. Um, And that there are, there are other kids who are nobodies who are out there who have the force and they will be found and they will be part of the rebellion and they will rebuild a, a, you know, a new resistance to the first order. Like that's what the movie says. Now, what happens in the next installment in the franchise? You know, who knows what decisions they will make. But um, that's the implication here, strongly, right? That yep. is like this continues, and this is the low point, and we build from here. And they're all throughout the galaxy are the people who will be joining in this fight in in the years to come. Um, I doubt we will see like, oh, it's that boy again. Although it wouldn't shock me if there's like a boy, <laughs> whether it's this boy or a different boy, where it's like, oh yeah, and there are junior you know, younglings or whatever. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with episode nine, but part of me wants them to give it some time so we can see everybody settling in. I'm also expecting that episode nine will resolve itself very differently than the original trilogy. I'm still not entirely convinced that there isn't going to be like an important moment for um, Ben Solo realizing sort of like his grandfather, you know, right. That, Mm -hmm. that what he's done is wrong. And I don't, I don't think he can be redeemed but I also don't think he's going to be killed and that's going to be the end. I no. kind of feel like like with like with uh, Darth Vader, there's going to be that kind of that that, that that mixed moment where he realizes he can either do something horribly evil or he can stop and let it be, you know, let it let it not happen. And that he will make that decision to sort of like sacrifice himself or whatever in order to resolve things like in that last moment. But um, who knows? Who knows? But um, I, I hope there's a little bit of a time jump. I think that would be kind of fun because these movies essentially take bla- pa- take place back to back. And I'm not quite sure how you get from where they are at the end of this movie to resolving episode nine with presumably yeah. the end of the story without a time jump.
0: And we've also just not the same movie, right? Like, right. scrappy. Like, I don't, I don't really want to see scrappy rebellion of 10 people again. Um, I would prefer it to be a bit more bit more bigger rebellion right like a bit more original trilogy larger rebellion because yeah. we're left with an even smaller one than before
1: and uh, or, or a very yeah. different kind of rebellion potentially that's not at all like the one in the original trilogy which yeah. is using different methods to win people over and you know overthrow the first order i don't know but um i'm i'm interested to see where they go from here but uh, back to your original question like i still love the way this ends i love the way this ends with kids pretending to be luke skywalker uh, standing in front of all of those all of those uh at ats
0: yeah they're telling the stories right they're telling the stories of what happens it's nice and the
1: kid goes outside in you know and he's this kid in the stables or whatever and he uses the force to grab the broom and hold it up like a lightsaber it's like what a great ending that is it's great
0: love not it. doing a very good job of the lightning round but so be it uh, that this next movie goes back to jj
1: right jj's next JJ Abrams is yep. going to direct it and um he's writing it with a collaborator I think okay. but um but he's the director so he's okay. taken it back to where it was in episode 7. Ryan right. Johnson is working on developing a trilogy of new Star yes. Wars movies to be released later. What do you think about that?
0: About Ryan Johnson?
1: I I think I think it could be really good cuz I'm impressed with his um I'm impressed with a lot of his work here. Um I again I I feel like some of the plot stuff especially the whole thin uh, rose uh, heist to go somewhere in hyperspace and and go to a casino and then go somewhere and find a random guy and bring him back and all of that was kind of like a misstep in terms of the plotting but so you know he's not perfect but i think he's i think he's shown obviously they've got a great confidence in him and i i think he's shown a great capability to have a to have a young creative uh, director, writer-director as a force to make new Star Wars movies. I I, I get why they would want to do that. Just like Marvel has done with the Russo Brothers, right? Where they're like, these guys are great. They did Winter Soldier and they're like, you get to do Civil War, you get to do Infinity War, you get to do Avengers 4, like you find some people who really work well in your system and you say, um, yes, let's get into business with them. And that's basically what they're doing with Ryan Johnson. I think, yeah, cause
0: Especially if it's going to be a long-running thing, it does help to have one person like always there i mean and they've had that a little bit of jj yeah. right like jj's kind of been always been around. there for these ones and like ryan johnson will take that on from him all right last two things very quickly yoda happy to have him back oh so happy yeah so i was, happy. i squealed when he was on. His, i was just i didn't expect it honestly um and i was i didn't really expect happy. it
1: at all i knew it was possible right but i didn't yeah, think they of would course. do it neither did i Pogs. I was so so I did watch the trailer once and then all the memes about porgs mm-hmm. and I I was really worried that they were going to be and I talked to a lot of people who felt this way like like Ewoks where they'd be like like little warriors that we have to befriend and all of that stuff. And they're not, they're just birds who live in that Island that are cute and the funny. And Relief, right? It's the, Yeah, Relief. And, and they nest in the millennium Falcon and Hilarious. Chewie roasts a couple of them. Yep. And, uh, and then they're like floating around in the Falcon. And yeah, it's silly, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Cause that's all they are is they're just, they're, they're like tribbles. They're cute and silly and that's all they are is okay. they're there and that's the, the with we have the trio of, of fantastic animals too because the they're the crystal foxes which were also pretty cool and yep. those horse things where the blue milk were comes from pretty cool well, where the blue milk comes from those big things well, well no the blue, blue blue milk come from like those sea those sea
0: lion things yeah, yeah. i got I, I thought you were saying about something else but that's another one though right we haven't seen no, those the race before, the right? race horses yeah the yeah, race no. horses and then the blue milk cow thing sea lions sea cow yep. yeah that was I, most of that stuff was comic relief, and I enjoyed it. Right, like I, I liked the porgs; I thought it was funny. Right, like I thought yeah. that they were funny. Um, and I liked every
1: part that they were in. I laughed every they time they made me laugh. So. I like the I like the um the frog fish people who are the caretakers who are really mad at Ray and Luke. says I can yep, imagine, why really she, As she destroys things on the island, I thought <laughs> those guys were great too. Again, again, very very kind of muppet Cliffer. muppety feel, but that's a Star mm-hmm. Wars thing, right? Yep. Like the aliens that feel kind of like muppets is actually that's consistent. That's a Star Wars thing.
0: The good ones, anyway. All right. Yes. So overall, I would say we're we're pretty pretty similar on this. Of course, you can go listen to the incomparable as well. where well, there's more, and there's going to be more and more and more incomparable stuff well, over the, the next. Everybody, yeah, we've got the one, one
1: with. With me and John Syracuse and Dan Warren um, mm-hmm. and, a, and a three other people. Are, it's a big panel. And then there are at least two other Incomparable episodes coming this week. Plus uh, Defocused and Phil and Lisa ruin the movies is already up it's actually. Everywhere. And Defocused is coming. So we'll have like five on the network on The Incomparable. We'll have like five or six episodes about The, the uh, Last Jedi. So yeah, there's a lot at, out there.
0: And my expectation, knowing about how great you are at this stuff,
1: is all of that will be collected on the Last Jedi page on The Incomparable, right? indeed you can and you can also subscribe if you want to the star wars feed which is also up at the incomparable if you click on the star wars link on any episode that's about star wars there's a there's a a feed you can subscribe to with all the star wars episodes in it if you want to do
0: that so that's all there so i'll put that i'll put the last jedi page in you can grab the feed from there too um but i think we're pretty similar on that we both really like this movie and it was a good we consider it a good star wars movie but
1: we both maybe felt more strongly about um, about Force Awakens. Yeah, I think this is a more complex movie, and I like I like that it's complex and it has lots of interesting themes and is playing with the universe in a way that that uh, Force Awakens couldn't do, I would argue, and and shouldn't have done. Um, but I think that Force Awakens is a very straightforward, clearly plotted movie, and this, for all of its beauty and a whole bunch of really great scenes. I feel like there is a chunk in the middle that is just a ramshackle mess with the with the spaceship chase and the casino planet and all of that. And it's only sort of right at the beginning and, and then in the last 45 minutes where it really kind of takes flight. In the middle, I think it's a little bit messy. So I don't think, you know, as a cohesive film, The Force Awakens, I think is a better movie. But in terms of richness and also like commenting on and opening up... New directions for the franchise. Um, this is uh, this is so rich and deep, and I love it for that. And so I would say, actually, this is exactly the kind of movie that needed to be the second one of these movies out of the gate. The first one is for comfort, and the second one really puts thing puts a spin on things. and And uh, I think it's fundamentally, I think it's a good movie, flawed but really good.